You're listening to Blue Collar CEO, the podcast that's all about helping you build a better, more profitable, and more sustainable home service business. Each week, we will cover a different topic that'll help you enable your company to move forward to success. And here's your host, Ryan Redding. Hey, Blue Collar CEOs. It is good to be with you. It is Ryan. I have an awesome interview today with uh, an old friend. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, So we're getting ready to meet Jenny with Powerhouse Consulting Group. And we're going to be talking about the one thing you need to have in place for a solid foundation to start with Service Titan or any other FSM really. And three things you can do today right now to improve your organization. Let's get into this. I'm really excited to be here with you today because uh, I've known you for a while and I've always been a fan of everything you do, but I just want to kind of get in. I'm just going to say, Jenny, who are you? Who are you for those who don't know? What do you do? Just who, who are we talking to right now? Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for inviting me on. First of all, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Um, I find that we have some fun and engaging conversations. Totally. Um, I am Jenny Benbrook. I am the founder and consultant at Powerhouse Consulting Group. I've worked in the home services space for um, probably longer than I should admit, but uh, we're talking actual numbers. It's just over 15 years now. Um, but no one's counting. No one's no, counting actual numbers. You know, I, I, if I were actually counting maybe 16 or 17, I don't know. I'm showing my age there. But you, but you have an interesting... Like, what is your path to the home services space? Because you, yes, you do the powerhouse consulting, which I want to talk more about, but you kind of have an interesting way of how you landed there. Tell us about that. I do. Well, so one of the most common questions that I'm asked, typically by people outside of the industry is, how did you get started in HVAC? And I say, well, you know, when I was a little girl, I just always dreamed of fixing condensers. (laughs) Of course. But in all seriousness, that was not my dream. I was more your typical adolescent, had no idea what I was doing, went off to college and to support myself in college, started selling cars. Um, And the general manager at one of the dealerships that I worked for went to work for a large, well, at the time, actually, they were a small advertising agency down in Florida. Um, and he called me up one day and said, Hey, would you like to come sell advertising for me? And I thought, well, I've never done that before, but why not? I was young enough to give it a shot. And if I failed, it would be okay. I could reinvent myself. And so I joined this company. Um, and I would say two or three days after I started with them, they said, Hey, can you go help us open up the carrier account out in Southern California? And that was my first introduction to carrier HVACs. Um, oh, that's crazy. It was, yes, it was a uh, carrier uh, sales and distribution, CSV. Um, they, carrier corporate bought out the private distributor over there on the West Coast and partnered with our advertising agency to put together group packages for those dealers. Um, so I went into it really knowing nothing about marketing or HVAC. 
um, and learned with and from the contractors that I met out there. And I'm so happy to say that, you know, so much time has passed again. That was over 15 years ago. And to this day, I still work with some of those contractors. And we have just evolved together. Mm -hmm. Um, What started out as marketing and grew into, you know, that one size fits all is probably not the best for every contractor. It really depended on where they were at, what size they were, what market did, you know, what did their market look like? um, What was their capacity? What did their foundation look like? And so when you started asking all of those questions, it was like, peeling back an onion and we realize, you know, there are so many factors that go into what makes marketing successful. Um, and it was, is your team properly trained, right? Are your CSRs sure. convert the lead? How do your sure. conditions do when they're in the field? What does your sales process look like? And so we developed these wonderful programs that got to know um, not only the advertising and marketing needs, but also, and more importantly, the actual business needs. And so it, we, we worked at that level for, for a majority of my career in HVAC. Um, and that eventually evolved to working with their systems and their softwares. And, uh, I became very adept at Service Titan, which, as you are probably aware, is the, uh, leading software in the home services space. And over the past few years, we really began to recognize a huge need for Service Titan Consulting. Um, It's such a powerful, wonderful software available to contractors, um, but many are not utilizing it to its potential. Um, And so we sought out to start a group that would, with powered with our industry knowledge and our deep expertise and how contractors work, how do we now make this software work with them and for them? I, yeah, and it's so interesting. And I want to talk more about that. But one of the things that jumped out to me when you're talking, because I, I have a similar sort of arc of how I landed in the trades. It's different specifics, but have been surprised and fallen in love with the men and women doing the work. Like it's just, it's full of really good people. And I, I, you, you pointed out something, you just kind of ran through it, but I, I always, uh, it strikes me as interesting that so many people think marketing uh, relates directly to revenue, right? It's, and to one point, yes, that's true, but there's several variables in the middle between the actual marketing that's being done and the cash that's being received. Like to your point, you just rattled off like how the CSRs answer the phone, how do the text present the options? Like those are all things that influence the revenue as well. I love that that's something you focused on. And as you've obviously continued to evolve, you've, these tools have come around to you because when you got into the trades, there was no Titan, right? There was no, yeah. So even the tools that you were exposed with and working with have changed. Why? Okay. So let me ask this. When you say, you said something like you wanted to help these guys unlock the full capabilities of with what's in service Titan. What is like, what do you mean by that? Cause I'm guessing a lot of people right now it, and they can be on Titan, but they can be on another platform too. Right. But what is it that you say, hey, this is currently what they're doing, but in reality, here's so much more. Like, what's that gap? 
Great question. And as with many things, there's not one simple answer. Um, and so what, what we sought out to provide when starting Powerhouse was the option to partner with industry experts who know how your businesses run, um, how successful contractors run, and how the software is built. So our opportunity is, um, let me take a few steps back, actually. Service Titan is terrific. It offers endless possibilities for contractors to build an efficient and profitable business. And the Service Titan support is equally as terrific. Um, you know, the CSRs, the implementation specialists, they know the software in and out. But the component that seems to be missing, or per- perhaps is the opportunity, is an expert that understands the foundation needed to implement software as a service for these contractors. So do you have the proper foundation for your business to support or to best utilize what Service Titan has to offer? So when you say proper foundation, what does that mean? Two, three, four things like what quickly comes to mind for you on that? Well, I can sum it up usually in one word. Oh. Your workflows. Workflows. So ah, okay. Got it. Work, workflows within an organization, um, whether you're, you know, home services or technology or, you know, whatever your business is, having proper workflows um, are critical to the success and the growth of your organization. And what we aim to do at Powerhouse is to consult with our contractors in a way that we understand, you know, what are your current pain points and what are your goals? Those are so important. Understanding, you know, where do you want to be? Um, what is your current capacity? You know, what are your future plans? And then what are your current pain points? How can we help make this software create efficiencies for your business? And once we understand those components, and it doesn't usually happen overnight, right? These are long-term partnerships that we're talking about, where we get to know a company, um, identify these opportunities, and then we develop the workflows. So for process A, who do you have on your staff internally to support this process? How are we building out the SOP, the standard operating procedure, right? Are we documenting it? Are we training the team? Are we testing it to make sure that the process is foolproof and that it will actually work in real life applications, right? Is process A going to work for your technician who's running five, six calls a day while he's in the field, right? So it's important to understand all of those variables that go into um, the, the proper foundation of your organization to be able to utilize Service Titan or any other software for that matter. Yeah. And I, it's funny because as you're talking about it in a lot of ways, uh, look, I like Service Titan. It's, it's a really solid platform and it's only getting better, right? It's not like they've stopped the development and I mean, they're always iterating, always. And it's, it's really cool to watch. But I also know uh, any tool that you have, regardless of how awesome it is, if you don't use the thing correctly, it's not going to work well, right? So you can probably hammer a nail if you had a big enough screwdriver. It's going to suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a good analogy. Like, and I, I don't, I'm sure you see a whole lot more, but I see, 
I see a whole lot of companies who have Titan or house call or whatever. Right. And they just do like this really entry level sort of setup, really entry level sort of configuration. And it really stresses me out because it feels like they're hitting a nail with the screwdriver. You know, you get this awesome tool and you're not really deploying it. How, uh, how difficult or how easy it is, is it for you to start communicating like guys, there's, so much more you can do with this. Great question. And so I want to address um, what what you said previously as well. Um, the the initial setup is so critical. Um, and to your point, whether it's Service Titan or House Call Pro or you know any of the other um, home services softwares out there, that initial implementation process really sets the path for how well you will be able to utilize the software moving forward. And one of the biggest um, issues that we come across is that of data integrity, right? So you get the whole idea of garbage in, garbage out. I don't typically like saying garbage because, you know, I like seeing things as opportunities. But if if we are not implementing or pardon me, importing the data properly, we will never be able to make good business decisions moving forward. Uh, we're doing it on skewed numbers. And it's also a systemic issue that we see. So we have contractors that come to us that have been using the software for years, um, you know, five, six, seven, ten plus years. Um, we have some legacy users that have come to us. And what we found is, Okay, so once you import your data, let's say you did it correctly, or let's say that perhaps you had some data inconsistencies. The other component that we see is that if the staff is not trained on how to do hundred percent, right, then it becomes a systemic issue. And then, so if you have office manager A who was responsible for your initial implementation, and then you hire office office personnel B, right? She gets some additional support or she or he, and then that person is is mistrained. And then, right, so it, it sort of becomes a domino effect. And that's one of the biggest opportunities that we see is, is again, going back to the foundational level, starting from ground zero and assessing the entire setup of Service Titan. So what do you have going on? We take an unbiased look at every aspect of the software and put together a report that gives us a baseline to start from. So here's everything you have going on. Here's uh, here are the things you guys are doing great. Here are the things that you need some improvement on. And, you know, here are some anomalies that we see, you know, let's talk through them. And it's through this initial assessment that we're able to identify where the breaks in the workflow are occurring. Um, and so it's really neat. Uh, nine out of 10 times we can do that without ever even having to speak to a contractor. And again, it really gives us a baseline. From there, we, I like to say we whiteboard it. So we set a call, we talk about everything that we found, and then we start to prioritize. Okay, what are your biggest issues? You know, is it memberships? Do you not have your membership set up properly? Or um, hmm. perhaps your price book is a disaster and, you know, it's not friendly for your guys out in the field or, you know, you're not utilizing proposals and coming across with a professional presentation, whatever it might be, we figure out what are your priorities? This goes back to identifying those goals. Um, and then yeah, we call up a plan. How are we going to work together to start fixing these, right? Piece by piece, build, rebuilding that foundation. 
So I'm curious, uh, gosh, because you're you're going through so many things so quickly and all of them are good. And then you're in the middle of this beautiful explanation. And I know no one listening right now cares, but I'm looking at you in your home office and I'm you have this awesome like bookshelf behind you and the book colors are in order of the rainbow. It's like Roy G. Biv. And then OCD part of me is like, oh, that is fantastic. Well, that is, yes, you are, uh, you're picking up my, my subconscious need for perfection as as well. It was, oh yeah. So for those who aren't listening, just imagine it's beautifully organized. Uh, Awesome. Awesome setup. Just like your service lighting can be. (laughs) Ah, see, see. Okay. So. We like to color code the processes. I, I'm curious. So, you know, what's funny. I try to color code stuff and I figure like at some point I go, I don't remember what that color is for. <laughs> I, like it's green. Why is it that green? What's what makes that green? And I know I picked it for some reason, you know, like, oh, it looks like a logo or whatever. But over time, I. Well, I you remember. know, that's the um, have you ever studied or heard about memory athletes? I find them fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, I truly find them fascinating. Um, but memory athletes um, are no different than you and I. <laughs> we can be memory athletes too. So what you're doing is you're creating um, associations within your within your brain to remember patterns. So for example, if you have um, a series of numbers and letters, these memory athletes will create a story with the start of each one of those, right? So like P for Paul and B, you know, and it just goes on and on. And so they they tell themselves a story and they can remember thousands of numbers at a time. It's really incredible. Yeah. I'm sorry. I completely chased that entire rabbit, <laughs> but yeah, it was just it's so interesting. So, okay. So you're talking about you go through service Titan, you get everything in order. You understand where the work flows. Here's the gaps. Here's what you're doing. Well, here's the plan. I'm curious. Okay. And maybe this, uh, when, what is the most dramatic example you've seen of like a before and after? So I guess my gut says maybe people before it goes, Hey, it's kind of frustrating or it's annoying, but they might not really get the true impact of what's what they're missing out on. Like, so what is it? Has there been a case where you've worked with a company, you dig in, you do all the work, you fix everything, everything is color coded. And then at the end of it, they're like, holy crap, I had no idea. Oh, sure. Um, You know, most contractors that we work with, we we are able to uh, affect pretty significant positive change with their workflows. Um, I would say the biggest impacts come from, uh, as I mentioned before, training and cleaning up data. Um, so some examples, let me give a tangible example using Marketing Pro. Um, Marketing Pro is an add-on with Service Titan very popular with contractors. In fact, there's an entire user group on Facebook dedicated just to Marketing Pro. Um, and it's widely adopted, um, but it's it's really surprising how little 
or, or how few contractors have it set up properly. And we, that's actually one of the most popular things that we do is go through and set up campaigns. What we found though is it's a needle in a haystack, right? So when we go through to build an audience for a campaign and marketing pro, we're able to identify issues with that audience. Open to can of worms. We go back to, sure. we go back to the contractor. We talk about, you know, here's what's going on. Here's what we need to do to retrain your team on, let's call it memberships. I'll go back to that example. How are you building your memberships? How are you inputting the data for them? Um, once we identify that, train the team and then clean up the data, we can take a membership tune-up campaign that would historically produce, you know, $79 maybe once a week to producing tens of thousands of dollars every month just from that one email campaign. And that's all just from data integrity? Is that just making sure you're pulling the right information from the right? Like that sounds like a crazy... That's correct. It's all about the audiences. And um, my my co-founder, Pam Duffy, she is our resident marketing pro expert. And she's actually done a few speaking engagements on the topic. Um, and I always like to quote Pam when she says, you know, it's at, it's rarely about the content that we're putting in those emails. It has everything to do with the audience that you're building. And so it's crazy. Yeah. And it's really fascinating. And so I think that's um, the best tangible example that I can give you off the top of my head. What has been maybe the most difficult or most complicated problem you've seen? I'm sure you've seen some especially bad messes. I would say the most difficult problem that we encounter and, um, you know, it's, it's probably one that we all encounter is aversion to change. Right. No, I know. And so, you know, when we have, when we've identified issues or again, opportunities, uh, within our contractors workflows, uh, or their service Titan process and software, um, presenting the fix can sometimes take months to be adopted. And I always say, you know, and again, this comes from working with contractors so closely for so long. I don't, it, it's not that there's a, a lack of desire to change or a recognition of how important the change is. It's a capacity issue, right? And so the individuals that we have the opportunity to work with are busy, right? They're small business owners um, and they're managing a million different things. And so when you recommend a complete change in their process that is going to affect multiple team members and um, you know historic ways of doing things, uh, there's a huge resistance to change. And I think that's probably the number one or the biggest issue that we run into. Um, but of course, working with a consultant on a long-term basis, they're your champions. We're your champions, yeah. right? So yeah. we recognize that and we meet contractors where they're at, right? And so, okay, you can't adopt this big change or implement this big change. Let's talk about how we're going to make it work in the interim and how we can take steps to get to that big change. Yeah, and I think, I mean, change management and change leadership is such an important topic for business owners, business leaders at any level, right? And it's funny because as you're talking, it strikes me that 
I don't remember who said it, but the idea that uh, people only change when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of the change. You know what I mean? And that's true for if your doctor tells you to, hey, eat more salads, or if you're like, hey, you need to reconfigure all this crap and tighten. Uh, it's It only has to hurt more to stay. And once it hurts more to stay, then it's like, okay, cool. Let's, we can't stay here anymore. Right. Absolutely. Well, and it, you know, it's all about perception too. And I think I attribute a lot of our, our success with our contractors to the fact that knowing that they can outsource this type of process change to a third party who can manage it from start to finish, but also make sure that. Oh, totally. Going back to the proper foundation. So we're not just saying, okay, you've got to start doing this now. Good luck. Bye. We are saying, this is the why. That is the most important thing that Mm. we're working with our contractors and their teams is helping them to understand and appreciate the why something has to change. So, you know, perhaps um, I'm not going to pick on technicians, but I'm going to use this as an example um, because I, I do see it a lot. You know, techs are busy and they're awesome. It's hot and or freezing, you know, whatever it is. And they're out there working their tail off, you know, back-to-back calls. And we need them to follow best practices and service tight We need you to put your customer notes in and to close out a job and make sure you ask for the review before you leave, right? There's all these things that we need them to do. But we also have to take into account their limitations. What I found is that when we're training them on these processes, helping them understand the why we need these things. You know, if you don't do this, here's a look at what happens down the road. And and empowering individuals with information is the best thing that we can do um, because it, 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 it institutes an appreciation for their part in something greater, right? Their part in helping the company grow, which gives them more opportunity and more work. And so it all works together. Um, so what we found is, you know, even though change is difficult, when it's set forth properly and when the why is explained, we find that we are able to increase the adoption rate more successfully. That totally makes sense. You know, and it's funny because I, I'm, I know a lot of contractors too who their techs not picking on techs. Sometimes it's it's the management, right? Who go, oh, my techs have so much to remember when they're on a job. They, I can't possibly ask this one other thing of them. They'll never do it. And, you know, I, on one hand, I get what they're saying, right? There, there's a lot that they're trying to do, before, you know, from the time they pull in the driveway to the time they leave. But m- so many times my first response is like, do you ever have to remind your techs like, hey, wear pants today? Maybe. You know, like... <laughs> Um, I mean, maybe, maybe in some States, sure. But like, you know, you don't, there's some things that are just, they're instilled that no, we expect you to wear your uniform, your shirt's going to be tucked in, you're going to be wearing booties It and saying things like follow the process, close out the job this way. Here's how you ask for review and when those become just as institutionalized as bro, wear your pants. Exactly. Well, and here's the cool thing too, Ryan, utilizing softwares like Service Titan 
you can create efficiencies for your team. Um, some of them are not always out of the box. You know, for example, I'm working with one contractor now who is a member of one of the large coaching groups. And this coaching group has all sorts of wonderful information on how to um, how to effectively make a service call, for example. And there are forms that the technician should fill out to close out the job. So we're working on building out those forms in Service Titan. So hmm. everything is right there on his mobile app. He's not looking for you know the form as a printout. He's not having to go on a different app or open an app. Right, it's all right there in the Service Titan job. And so the idea is um, thinking outside of the box, understanding what are your pain points. Do you have an issue with technicians following the process or perhaps prohibiting you know efficiency out in the field? Let's talk about what what your tools are available to you and then how we can customize them so that we're cutting down on the time. Um, the same contractor, I love what he says because we actually do a ton of, of Zapier automation work for him as well within Servicein. And he always tells us, you're helping me eliminate keystrokes. And it yes. makes sense because even they're micro efficiencies. So when we're shaving off seconds here and there, guess what that's doing to the bottom line, right? You're able to run more calls. You're able to run more happy calls. You're closing out the jobs. You know, you're batching your invoices. Everything's working as it should. It's a well-oiled machine. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm curious because I know obviously you're crazy busy. We, we used to talk all the time and then you got all, I said before I hit record, like you got all famous. Uh, if so, if someone's listening right now, uh, let's pretend that they're on Titan. Let's pretend they're not in Titan, right? Whatever. But if you have like two or three things that somebody listing, Hey, they should start thinking this way or doing these things now. Uh, what would those things be? Three things. Um, well, number one, and whether it's it's Powerhouse or any of the wonderful resources within Service Titan, um, talk to a third party. Um, talk to them about what you currently have going on and what some of your pain points are. You'll be surprised at how easy some of them are to address. Um, that would be number one. Number two, going into the shoulder season uh, for a lot of the home services, not all of course are cyclical, but um, as we're in the change of seasons right now, address your workflows, right? So, you know, what, what is your, what does your structure look like internally? Um, are, are the workflows working for you or working against you? If they're working against you, if things are just taking too long or, you know, it takes 30 minutes to process one job in the office, right? You know, Identify the issues and figure out, work backwards. How can you address those? How can you restructure? That's awesome. If somebody, you are a wealth of knowledge, and and I will I will say without any embarrassment, if I ever have a Titan question, you are the first person I like reach out to. I'm like, hey, Jenny, I've got a question. And you're unbelievably helpful. If somebody wanted to reach out to ask you, talk to you, uh, learn more about Powerhouse Consulting Group, how would they do so? That would be great. You can reach us through our website. It is mypowerhouse.group. So it's a little unconventional. We're not a .com. We're a .group. 
mypowerhouse.group. And there's a form on there that says, let's connect. Fill that out. Um, it comes to myself and my team. We set a complimentary 30-minute consultation um, where, you know, just like you and I are chatting now, it's an opportunity for us to chat with contractors and figure out what do you have going on and then provide our best advice on what we think you need, whether it's uh, project-based help. You know, maybe a contractor just really doesn't want to build their own price book. And so they want to outsource sure. it to somebody. Um, we can certainly help with project-based help. Um, or perhaps you want more of a holistic partnership. And that's where we can get into uh, long-term opportunities as well. Jenny, I am grateful to know you. I can vouch that you do good work and you're a good human. So thank you so much for spending the time. If you want to learn more about what Jenny does with Powerhouse, check her out, mypowerhouse.group. And seriously, I know you're crazy busy. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on here. I can't thank you enough, Ryan. It is always my pleasure to chat with you. And um, I am not famous, but I am looking forward to slowing down and connecting with you more often. I totally agree. And if you're listening right now, I, I would highly recommend to reach out to Jenny. Uh, see her at any trade group. She's on a lot of Facebook stuff. She's uh, so she's kind of everywhere. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're finding it helpful, I would love for you to leave a review. This is uh, your review. Sounds silly, but just saying, uh, leaving a five star and then saying what you like about it helps other contractors like you find our show. So uh, Jenny, again, thank you. Uh, you do awesome work. Keep it up. High five. Same to you, Ryan. Take care. This episode was hosted by Ryan Redding, author of the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors. This show also includes much help from Shelby Nichols. You can subscribe to Blue Collar CEO on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us online at bluecollar.ceo and find us on Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review.